You know, there's an old quote that goes around, sometimes attributed to Albert Einstein, and it goes something like this. Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. And it's this idea that is what we're going to talk about today in a slightly different context. So welcome to the Everyday Marksman, the podcast where it's all about tactical skills for living a more adventurous life. I'm Matt. Our website's everydaymarksman.co. There you'll find today's show notes as well as our awesome community of marksmen, articles, YouTube channel, and all of that fun stuff. Now today is more of a musing discussion, a little bit of life advice flavor. The point's not directly about shooting health and other important skills. Well, actually, it kind of is, but, but the implications are broader than that. I want to talk about the power of accumulated effort and why so many people, including me at times, get it wrong. Now, as I'm sitting down to write my thoughts on this one, which was yesterday, you know, it's been 113 days into the longest cut I've ever been in my life. My cut, I mean a calorie deficit to try and shave off some body fat. You know, back in November 2022, I went and had a DEXA scan done at a local gym to evaluate my body composition. Now, after about a year of working out that I've been doing from my goals from last year, you know, I am lighter and appear fitter than I ever did while on active duty. But still, the results of the scan came back disappointing. And I decided that no matter what my other goals were, dropping that excess fat and getting down to a point that I could be truly proud of must become the priority. Now, this is not just about vanity. I want to set an example for my son. I want him to see his parents live a lifestyle that I didn't see as a kid. I also want him to grow up with the badass dad so he could tell stories and proudly proclaim that his dad could beat up all the other dads. You know what I'm talking about. Now, on a more somber note, I also know that I've got a family history of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, and 40 is just around the corner later this year. So I'm planning on entering the next decade with my best chance. Now, as I was writing my notes here, I'm officially down 22 pounds. It's the lowest weight I've been since I was a teenager. And while also being stronger and athletically performing better than I ever have in my life. Now, today's episode is not really about this particular journey. That's going to be a later article probably, but it is related to some things I've learned along the way, some philosophies that I've kind of adopted or really can't even say adopted is things that I've been told all along, but I never truly understood until now. So let's talk about where this all goes wrong. Why do people get this stuff wrong? I think the most common problem I see in the shooting world is this completely false idea that finally purchasing the perfect thing will solve all of our shortcomings. You know, people, especially beginners, waste so much time agonizing over what rifle to get, the right barrel configuration, the optimum optic choice, that they never actually get out and start shooting. And they're missing out on the most important part, which is actually getting better. A lot of people just get caught up in the nuance. And these things that don't matter, like the best red dot sight, is it EOTech or is it Aimpoint? Or is one to six better, is it LPVO than a one to eight? Is chrome lining better than nitriding? When you zoom out and go to that high level, high altitude view, this stuff doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It's all just flavors. And this is true of shooting. It's true in cars, hiking, outdoors pursuits, you can think, um, fitness, rock climbing, you name it. 
all of these things are true. People love to buy things that think they think are going to make them better. But ultimately, those things aren't what's important. Why do we do this? Well, I think culturally, at least in the United States, we have this aversion to working hard and sacrificing for delayed gratification. We want the one weird trick that promises us to make the long plod to mastery faster or easier. And we believe that life should be the series of climatic moments, complete with rousing background music and fast-paced montages while we move from one major life plot point to the next. And marketers, for their part, are happy to take our money and sell us these experiences, sell the image of these climaxes. Some of these folks mean well, and they've got good advice, don't get me wrong, and others are a bit more nefarious, but they're all selling something. And rarely are they selling the idea that you just need to calm down and continue to take this journey step by step. As I was getting my notes together for this episode, I I remembered a quote that uh, James Clear put in Atomic Habits. And it goes like this. It is so easy to overestimate the importance of one defining moment and underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis. Too often, we convince ourselves that massive success requires massive action. And I really like this idea, and it got me thinking about treating your life like an investment account. You know, In that book, he has a phrase that stuck with me ever since I read it years ago, and that is the aggregation of marginal gains. The idea is that we only need to make consistent small changes one bit at a time. And with every small adjustment, it's minuscule in the grand scheme of things. The difference adds up over time to major change, for better or worse. One analogy you might think of here is a brokerage account or investment account or, on the downside, a credit card. If you continuously invest a small amount of money repeatedly for years on end, then the power of compound interest eventually takes over. It's the eighth wonder of the world, after all. The amount of money that you're actually putting in becomes insignificant as the interest payments on the existing balance dwarf it. Now, by taking that consistent action today, you're setting your future self up for success. And the only thing you have to do was stay committed to it and not mess it up. And once you've reached that high point, even a big setback can still leave you in the positive zone. Now, on the flip side of that is the credit card analogy, which is debt. Spending just a little bit more than you have every day begins to add up. And the power of interest soon takes over in the opposite direction, putting you in a hole so deep that it seems insurmountable to climb out of. Are you depositing more in your self-investment account than you're deducting enough that the interest compounds over time. I think the error that most people make, me included a lot of the time, is failing to consistently make those deposits. Maybe we'll do it for a while, like a flurry of dry fire practice, range time, training courses, or trying a new diet or workout program. But eventually, without that commitment, we also start to make withdrawals against that balance. Sometimes we keep things balanced a bit more, depositing about as much as we're taking out, but a lot of the time that we're not. So before I talk about the path of success and failure, I want to talk about this episode's sponsor, who is Ammo Squared. You know, it's kind of interesting we're talking about the power of compound interest because Ammo Squared talks about themselves like they're your Ammo bank account. It's a service where you can do a small amount of money over time, call it every month, twice a month, whatever, and they'll just start buying some ammo that you specify. You know, you want 556, 22 long rifle, or lately for me, it's a bunch of 12 gauge, and they just go buy it, and they start building your stockpile one box at a time. 
That is how you build an efficient supply of ammunition. And more recently, they've started doing things like letting you sell back that ammo or trade it to other users of Ammo Squared. So it's been a really awesome service. I've been using it for over a year at this point, um, and I recommend it. They are an affiliate of mine. It's the only one I've ever promoted. So I'm happy they came in and started sponsoring some episodes. So, hey, go check it out, ammosquared.com, or you can check my write-up on it at everydaymarksman.co forward slash ammo. Now let's get about talking about the path to success and failure. You know, growing up, I always disliked the sentiment of it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. It always felt like a bit of this rationalization for not winning, and I hate losing. So perhaps that feeds into this whole gotta have it now cultural element I was just talking about. And as I've gotten more experience in life and had a fair number of setbacks, I think I better understand where this thinking is coming from, because success is almost never built in an instant. Champions aren't champions because they had a couple of months of really good training sessions. They have years, if not decades, of daily contributions. They showed up, consistently checked the box of the day, and eventually, the moment to show off what they developed arrived. And they succeeded. Obviously, there are people who have natural talent. I'm not going to discount that. But the difference for that group is that training sessions just work better for them. They're working with a better interest rate, if you will, and those gains are going to compound faster. But in no way does that discount the work and sacrifice that they still had to put in to get there, and nor should you discourage yourself from putting that work in. Likewise, I think failure rarely happens all at once. It's more often not the end result of a series of poor decisions, and the opportunity to turn things around probably presented itself many times. And every time the decision was to ignore it or do the opposite. Sometimes people are holding out hope that one of these easy paths are finally going to work out. And you know what? They're going to keep waiting. So what do we do about this? You know, more often than not, my biggest struggles happen when I try and make large changes all at once. And usually these happen with big goals. You know, they're that are massive and sweeping or just look intimidating from the outside. So for me, that's been things like I'm going to lose 30 pounds or I want to get to a certain goal weight or I want to shoot a four minute of angle precision from the standing position or I want to lift a one, two, three, four plate goal in the gym or I want to get a consistent one second or better A zone hit from concealment at 10 yards. All of these things are good goals themselves, but focusing only on the objectives makes it harder to actually achieve it. Instead, the secret that I think I've come to understand from all these people and this advice over years is that it's better to focus on the process. It's the journey, not the destination. To go back to how I opened up this episode, losing 22 pounds so far wasn't because I was telling myself I need to get to a certain body fat, nor was it getting mad and chastising myself every time the scale ticked in the wrong direction. It happened because I committed to checking the box every day and following my plan and my macros. The rest happened on its own. Hitting strength goals happens because you show up and do the work and make that investment frequently to pick up heavy weight. You must accumulate the stress in the body to consistently see the gains. Do it right, and you can even miss a day here and there, and it all works out fine because you've got the gains compounding in your favor. Now, this doesn't take some kind of crazy lifestyle change either. In fact, you probably would be worse off trying that. If you're a busy parent or a working professional, don't try and squeeze 
30 minutes of dry fire into your schedule every day right now. It's not going to work out. It's just going to lead to burnout and frustration. But, uh, but could you do 10 minutes twice per week? You know, making a deposit at a lower rate is still better than doing nothing, and even small deposits will add up over time. I'll bet that if you can commit to a small investment like that, just a few times a week, regardless of the activity, you will get results. First small improvements, then bigger ones down the line. And then, as if by magic, you'll start prioritizing those investments because they feel good to do it. And you'll make bigger deposits and see better results because success begets success. And the opposite is also true. Failure begets failure. If you continue getting lost in the nuance, waiting for the perfect thing to come along so you can spend your money and get to the next level without the effort, then you're going to continue struggling. Forget about the climax. Forget the big moments. They're fun for sure, but they are infrequent and difficult to do over and over again. The climaxes are the result of checking the box frequently and doing what you need to do. It means showing up every day. Whatever it is you're trying to pursue, break it down to the smallest possible investment of time and effort that you think you can sustain and make a habit out of it. Let the gains compile over time and you just might be surprised where it leads. Thanks for listening. This is the Everyday Marksman, the podcast where it's all about tactical skills for living a more adventurous life. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I kind of feel good to go on a little bit of rant. So I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Have a great week and I will catch you next time. Take care of yourself.